Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately you'll be contacted with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to include our podcast, Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. That's the beauty in it also, because Mm. studying for this character or gimmick it's just mm-hmm. me doing my homework. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just me going to class. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's there already. Like, you know, and I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm learning how to program a computer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's something I, I'm actually interested in. And, you know, but at the same time, I have to be very careful. So I've been in the wrestling business for over a decade. Between podcasting, done some social media work backstage. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned is there aren't a lot of friends. That sounds harsh, but it's the truth, folks. There are not that many friends in wrestling. It's unfortunate, you know, it's whether it's jealousies or whatever. Well, today I'm bringing on the one person who I call a true friend, who I call family, is a little sister. And that is the one and only Amber Rodriguez. Amber has elevated herself to a whole new level. Not only is she a wrestler, but she's also an esthetician. So I'm excited for you all to hear this conversation as we talk about her career as a wrestler, making the decision to take a break and then get back into the business and more. So ladies and gentlemen, here's my conversation with Amber Rodriguez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the line today, I have somebody who is essentially one of my best friends on earth. Somebody I'm very close to. She is more than a wrestler. She's a mother. She's a superstar. I don't know if she ran a track, uh, but she is a esthetician in and outside of the ring and beyond the gimmick. And she is the one and only Amber Rodriguez. Amber, how you feeling today? Uh, I never ran track. I rebuked that. So <laughs> I ain't either. I, I ran around the track. It was out of breath halfway. I was that girl in PE that like walked the, you know, how you're supposed to do the mile run. Uh-huh. I walked it and I was just trying to look cute with like my one friend that I had. <laughs> and now look, your cardio is probably way better than anybody else in the class at this point. Mm, yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling i feel good how are you i'm good i appreciate you coming on this show now for those who follow me on all my platforms y'all know y'all seen amber on wrestler for the culture quite a few times on break it down with brian h she even tried to change the name to amber for the culture at right, one point <laughs> but today we're going to talk beyond wrestling we're going to talk about just life in general um but, you know, we'll start with wrestling because that's something, you know, obviously it's how we met I'm nearly going on almost 10 years ago. It's hard to believe uh, a lot to change since then. So, so we, <laughs> we both met um, since then. But uh, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue wrestling? Uh, I was 15 
And, um, you know, I come from a, from a very like wrestling oriented household, like not like, you know, second generation or anything like that, but I mean, like wrestling was just very big. Uh, my family, uh, have a lot of wrestling fans in my family. Um, and to the point where me and my brothers, uh, decided we're just, we're going to do it. Um, so you know me, and I'll shout out my brother Chuck Lennox. Shout out to Chuck, uh-huh. man. One of the most yeah. dangerous people. I always say that. Like, if y'all ever get a chance <laughs> to meet Chuck, nice guy. Hey, how's it going? Quiet. But quiet. quiet. And it's one person because one of the people that I don't think you want to cross him. Mm-hmm. And then it's the quiet people that like know everybody's business too. Y- yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always but, um, love. He, he's well respected. Yes. And so, um, but yeah, man, so we started out with MCW and uh, off of a Google search, you know, we found a local <laughs> wrestling school and, you know, got started and the rest is history. So let me ask you, because you started training early, like before you were a legal adult. Yeah, like 15, 16. Right. So what was that conversation like when... You know, instead of saying going, I'm gonna go to a two year, four year college, I'm gonna go to wrestling school. Oh man. Um <laughs> so like I don't think I ever really answered this question. Um, but you know, my parents were were parents. Um, you know, especially my dad, you know, like they they didn't get it, they didn't take it serious. They uh, felt like it, it's like, you know, I compare wrestling to like musicians a lot. You know what I mean? It's, it's that starving artist lifestyle. Um, you know, like really until you make it, you're just on this hustle and you're like you're working, but you're working to support your hustle, to support your dreams. And it's like you're just you're chasing this thing that may or may not happen. and you know, as a parent, as a parent now, for me, especially, it is scary. But um, to answer your question, you know, it's it's like they just took that fear, they just reacted very negatively. Um, but they came around over time. And then, you know, like, I, um, I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't completely uh, engulfed in it to the point where um I didn't re I didn't realize that, you know, like I also have to have a set of skills and a job like either way, like nobody can be in this business forever. It's nobody can do that. That's impossible. Either you're going to stop doing it or you could pass away or what have you. Nobody's going to do this forever. So like, it's always great to have something else going on or something to fall back on or just something along the journey. That's just like a tool that you can pull out whenever. So um, me and my dad, had a good talk and his compromise was like, I would just feel more comfortable if you had, you know, something that you can not only like fall back on, but just something in your background that'll just always be there for you to get you in the door with whatever other opportunities in life you want to seek. So that was the military. Um, So he's like, you know, that veteran status, like it really goes a long way. And he's like, I'll support whatever you want to do. I just don't want you to hurt. Like whether it be like 
physically or like financially or what have you. So he's like, I would just feel more comfortable if you did something like that and had that in your back pocket. Um, you know, you develop those skills, you can, you get your GI bill, you go back to school whenever you want, you know what I mean? And you just, you always will have that and have those benefits, um, you know, medical benefits, especially, um, there's so many wrestlers out here with like no insurance and it's, it's sad. And I'm not saying that in a way to look down on them. I'm saying it's sad. Like, it's literally sad. Like I can't imagine possibly having like a concussion, or what have you, and I can't go to the doctor. Like, that sucks. Well, well, this is a quick opportunity to also bring awareness that a lot of them can't. And I think right. it's unfair that a lot of insurance companies won't even take a chance on them, right? Right. Uh, I remember listening. Because they're a liability. We, yeah. we are a liability. I'll say we, you and, know? And, and it's unfortunate because you got, like, I remember Colt Cabana said, you know, he had a podcast years ago. This is, like, in the this was 2013 when I was listening to this particular episode and he was trying to explain to the insurance people. He's like, well, I'm a podcaster. So he kept trying to go around the bush without saying he was a wrestler. Well, they do their research. It's like, Oh, you're a professional wrestler. We're not going to assure you. So I think that considering insurance is something that you pay for that you hope you don't have to use. It's unfortunate that insurance companies, won't take a chance on wrestlers, you know, especially I, when it's something that you pay for out of your own pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wanted to bring that up because just to l- let people know that it's not all the time wrestlers are being ignorant and careless. You know, it's just sometimes they can't, um, you know, they just simply can't get that insurance. Um, one of the things you touched on was about your dad and that conversation you had. Now, mm-hmm. me knowing you, because you 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 about to jump way ahead. Um, <laughs> me knowing you, by this time, did, so did y'all have? Let me ask you this: Did y'all have the conversation early, and you followed up on it later, or was it right before you went in the military? So he brushed on it a little when I first got started, mm-hmm. just brushed on it, and then it's like I feel like he had that moment of, oh man, she's really doing this. Let me like pull her aside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, I think I was already five years in when, uh, he That's was, where I was like, going. cause yeah. I, you had already won a few championships yeah. by now. And that's what, yeah, uh, your first peak. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to touch on because you had already showed that. Okay. You had some success. You were in high level programs, high level storylines for people who don't understand what that means. So yep. you had already proved like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. You have essentially broke through the glass ceiling as a wrestler during your no first run. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, so you said he realized it's kind of like light yep. bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. I, we will call him Mr. Rodriguez for the sake of the show. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Rodriguez, light bulb goes off. He said, like, I got to get to my daughter and kind of like reassure her like, hey, you're good, but eventually you're going to come down. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And then, um, you know, it's it's and he was very and I, I love my dad, man. I'm such a daddy's girl. I love my dad because he was very careful to not completely trash <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was doing, but just also be like, 
you know, just ask those real questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you get hurt? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just those real questions. And hey, have this going on, have this going for you in the background. And, you know, like, that's honestly one thing I can say about the military. Like, you, you're set for life. You know, you play your cards right. If you play your cards right, you're set for life. And, um, you know, that's pretty much what he was saying. You know what I mean? Like, have that going for you. Go back to school, you know, have your, have your benefits, you know, and also, and then come back to the seat. That was the biggest thing he kept saying. Wrestling isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's scary. It was a scary move being at that peak in my career. And it's like, no, <laughs> I'm going to go do this. And, um, you I know, ain't the be- I ain't gonna say I didn't believe you, but I remember <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and every, everybody was like that. Like, wait, what? You're going to do what? Cause I, I, I'm not, and I'm still not the, the person to like take orders and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, eh. <laughs> like and, and if we want to paint context, like, obviously this won't be just a wrestling conversation, but for me as your friend and big brother, yeah, I was happy you did it for your um, mental stability, your mental health yes. and physical health. But it was also that period of give divas a chance. Just start it. Yep. It, it was. And that's the thing. It's like I, I had mixed reactions from from my tribe, from my circle. I had that reaction of like, man, you're throwing it all the way. You're you can like you you're like super close to like, mm-hmm. you know, hitting that breakthrough. And then I had that other side of like. It's a smart move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, Dan McDevitt from MCW, uh, when I told him and I pulled him aside and told him, hey, this is something I'm, I'm really thinking about doing. He said, that's smart. He was like, he was like very supportive. He's like, because nobody wants to end up like Mickey Wark <laughs> in the wrestler. You know what I mean? Nobody wants mm-hmm. to end up like that. You know, and he was like, it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so Dan Dan was always great. Uh he's he's always been great to me um when it comes to stuff like that. And then, you know, he's a dad too. So it's he gets it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but yeah, man. So it was those mixed reactions. And then, you know, I also had dealt with, as I spoke about on the wrestling realm, you know, there was that that issue of sexual assault and things like that, that I hadn't went through. So it also provided me an escape to just like take a step back and find myself mm-hmm. and kind of rediscover myself. You know what I mean? And so it, it just provided me a lot of opportunities for that. It just kind of took me out of my comfort zone, took me away from that and just provided me something else to so it, it was it was a new toy to play with if that makes sense yeah so and, when, oh sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say it was just you know just something else for me to direct my attention to and just kind of take a step back and reflect on everything you know what i mean and it's it's like as corny as it sounds but if you love something let it go if it comes back it's yours you know what i mean and that's that's pretty much what happened i'm laughing <laughs> because my mother told me that after my first heartbreak <laughs> and that's what it was like yo like i swear like again as corny as it may sound this was like low-key my first heartbreak like leaving wrestling was like my first like big like breakup wow yeah see i had mine at 16 it was the worst (laughs) february 2nd 2003 Um, yeah you know can i say damn yeah it's damn i I mean we, we got back together like 
three weeks later, but boy, that that <laughs> man. And my mother was like, you know, you love something, let it go. They come back, it's yours. If you didn't, it's never yours to be kept with. That's true though. Oh, what are you, man? <laughs> I'm, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was a cry. I'm, I am a crier. <laughs> hey, you know, that's, nothing wrong with that. We, yeah. We're not shaming in 2021. Exactly. You know, at this point, you can kind of do anything. But, no, you can't. But. Book your next event with Symphony of Balloons. We offer custom luxury balloon installations for parties, events, grand openings, weddings, gender reveals, and many more. We also offer the 360 photo booth. We want to take your event to the next level. If you're interested in booking with us, please email us at symphonyofballoons at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing some of our work, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Symphony of Balloons. We can't wait to partner with you and take your event to the next level. You, so when you get to the military, did you have a hard time deciding like what it was that you wanted to do like professionally like as far as like my rating like my job within the military yeah your job like, within the military we start there so oof, uh even in boot camp man i was like man what did i do like <laughs> yeah. what did i get myself into and it's not that it was hard or anything like that it was just it was different mm-hmm it's literally like for somebody who isn't mentally prepared and just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is something I've worked my whole life for. And they just, they're just joining fresh out of high school. Like for somebody who's not that it's literally like jumping into a bucket of ice water. You know, it's, it's like, it's a shock. It's such a shock. And, um, once I got through boot camp and I went to my first unit, um you know out of all the jobs like I had no idea I literally had no idea like what I wanted to do if I even wanted to do this long term you know like it was just it was so many moving parts and I don't think it was until like my second year in Mm -hmm. that I'm like okay I I kind of feel like I want to do this. Um, I, I got into uh, administration or I knew I wanted to get into administration. Um, I'm like, you know what? I want a desk job. Like I didn't join this to like get shot at or like anything crazy. I just, I just want to sit at a desk. And um, so that's what I do now. Um, just administration. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like HR. Um, but then, you know, I'm trying to like sum this up and shorten it as much as I can. Um, but I, I don't think it was until like my uh, second year at, at this new unit in Mobile in the South that I'm like, I, I don't want it like this. This isn't my forever. It's, it's not my forever. I respect it. I love the doors that it has opened for me since doing it. I love uh, the changes that have made the difference that I've made since I've been a part of it, but it's not my forever. It's, this is not my first love. And then wrestling felt like the one that got away, mm. you know what I mean? And so like, I, I felt like I'd be remiss if I didn't answer that. What if for myself, 
which is why I came back. That was, yeah. Um, when did you know? Like, I, I remember, I remember getting a call or the text. It was, maybe it was one or the other, and you, you know, it was like you said, like you know, I'm gonna come back. But when did you know, like, it was time? Was there a moment, or was it something you saw on television? Where you were in like, 2019, I was deployed in California, and um, I was deployed for training. And um, yeah. there was a company out there uh, with a local wrestling school, and we were doing so much PT and stuff like that. And it, it was highly encouraged that we work out outside of outside of uh, normal hours. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna go train. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, like I, I saw like advertisements around around the city and I was like, eh, I'll go train. I, I used to do this stuff and see what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like riding a bike. I went to training and shout out to this guy named Ricardo who had wrestled in Mexico for the last 20 years. And uh, he had freaking picked me up and dust me off. And like um, I went back to training and training became like a regular thing on that deployment. And it was just so fun. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. and it was like exciting and i was like man like and then i got to uh i got my uh my orders to a mobile and that's when i came across elevate pro in louisiana and um you know again like i was like mm, what if i what if i took a booking again you mm-hmm. know and so yeah and so that that's how that happened and then you know it's like after that after that show i'm like man like this this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the day before Kobe Bryant died, mm. me and my former manager, my good friend, Marin, shout out to her. We came and saw you and I could see the, uh, that fire you had in your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. The confidence when you walked to the ring, you stood there and you had to cut a promo. You could see that what I saw when we first, when you first started wrestling and we first met, it was even bigger than that. You know, was it a thing where it was, was it a thing where you finally got back? You wasn't going to let this go again. Yes. Yes. It, it was very much that like, it wasn't a, Oh, let's just see what happens. It was a, I'm, I'm coming back to get signed. I'm coming back to make it. I'm coming back to, take back everything that I felt was stripped from me, you Mm know, um, I'm coming back for everything they said I couldn't have. And I, I mean that, you know, and so yeah, here I am. (laughs) We're going to get back to wrestling, but one of the things I want to talk about is your business, Ashley Renee beauty, go to Ashley Renee beauty, LLC.com, right? AshleyReneeBeauty.com. Oh, it's there's so many okay. different variations. It's annoying because there's so many Ashley Renees out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when did you develop the passion for being an esthetician? So, um, 20, 2020, um, mm-hmm. like early 2020, um, before hell broke when, loose, right? Huh? Before hell broke loose, right? Literally, literally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I was always interested in the mm-hmm. beauty industry. Uh, I dabbled around with being a makeup artist before, but um, 
I had I had some some aesthetic work done. And uh, I was like, man, like, I feel like I could do this myself. <laughs> like, so um, I spoke with the owner of a local wellness spa here in Mobile. And um, I was like, hey, can I like shadow you sometime? Like, I'm, that's one thing about me. Like, I'm never scared to like, approach somebody when it comes to learning something i'm interested in of course not. like you hit people I'm, in the face for a living what'd you say <laughs> of course not you hit people in the face <laughs> <laughs> for a living. that's true but um yeah and even with that like because it, it's so many people like they, that they want to do something or they're interested in something but they never do anything about it mm-hmm. like go find someone that does it and ask them and talk to them pick their brain like it's one thing that we've always been taught in wrestling so you know we look up to our vets and we go to our vets for advice and pick their brains about stuff so why not have that mentality in the civilian world or in the regular world you know what i mean like why not have that mentality when it comes to other stuff like find your vet and pick their brain you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so that's the mentality i had so i found my vet i picked her brain and then i studied her and shadowed her for a while and then you know, it was like within that time, it was, I think she gave me like three months or whatever to decide like if this is what I, what I want to do. And then um, so, yeah, I started like with just basic stuff like waxing and then I went to like facials. And then, you know, then I started diving a little deeper in my own studying and my own research. And I dove deeper into like body contouring and, you know, um just other aspects of wellness, like, and I don't mean to be like TMI, but like vaginal health and like, you know, just, uh, yoni steaming and just yoni care and just helping like women feel good about themselves and feel, you know what I mean? Especially Mm -hmm. like when it comes to body contouring, like I, I love working with like new moms that have, you know, that have that, that new mom bod. And that's why I hashtag mom bod so much because like, a, a mother's body is is a work of art it's beautiful it's sacred it was a it was someone else's home mm-hmm. you know and so it's it's wonderful to me to be able to work with new moms and you know help them get to a place of confidence and so anyway uh i say all this to say <laughs> um just working with all that and seeing all that just just really like made me feel like this is my niche. Cause like I said, can't wrestle forever. So like, it's like that other thing that I always kind of wanted to find that the military unfortunately did not give me, but this does, it's like that thing, like outside of the ring that I'm like, this, this is it. You know what I mean? So it, it just gives me that, that drive. And so Ashley Renee was born from in the midst of me doing all my studying and obtaining all these certifications and uh, studying for the state board and all that stuff. Ashley Renee came from me and my sister being on the phone and just me talking to her about things that I learned about with like facials and skincare and stuff like that. And just having discussions about like ingredients and stuff. She's like, well, I started making my own lip scrub. Like I started just from lip scrub. (laughs) And I was like, what do you put in that? You know? And then I was like, man, that'd be a good body scrub. Oh man, this other stuff. If you include this, it can be a body butter. Oh, if you do this and just use this oil, then we can do like, Epsom salts and like next thing you know we have all these different products 
and like ingredients on how to make it, then it's like, we should sell this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so um, then there's Ashley Renee Beauty Company. It's uh, my sister's middle name and my middle name. I'll let you decide who's the Sue's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know, um, it's always important to find a passion, find something you're passionate about and then be able to take that and you know because then when you you got to work right you got to take care of yourself yes. you know how much you know I, we talk every day i tell you how much i love podcasting but also love producing content videos pictures social media and then media. we're parents that's another right. thing like we got a whole nother level of hustle because mm-hmm. if we don't eat our babies don't eat yeah so and you got to you got to grind and when they can see you doing something you love that's motivating mm-hmm. to them because they'll realize Oh, well, in life, you have to work. You should do something you love. You know, you say go to school. So then do your work now so that you can do what you want to do, not what you have to do. You know, Um, so now, um, you know, you been you created this business. You're the mad esthetician. Well, before I get to the mad esthetician, you come back to wrestling. And as you come back, you're Lorena Renegada. Mm-hmm. I get that right I would yes. get a, 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 after she done retired. But Rodney mm-hmm. Hunter uh came up with that moniker. Okay. So shout out to him. Yeah, I was gonna ask you when why did you come with that and not be an esthetician right away? Well, uh, yeah, like when did you just like when did you decide to do the character switch? Honestly, the light bulb didn't go off for mm-hmm. a while. Um I didn't really have that aha moment. I'll never forget. I was in my car. I was on my way to training. And uh, I was talking on the phone with someone. I won't say who. But Mm -hmm. I felt like I was fading into the background. Okay. And just, you know, thinking of how I can stand out. Because I'm like, I didn't just come back for nothing. I didn't come back to just fall in a weekend warrior. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm like, man, like, I really want to have that something that just separates me from everybody else. Like, you can't deny me because I bring something to the table that nobody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, just kind of venting. I was like, yeah, you know, like, I got my own business, I got my skincare line, and like, you know, just doing extra things that, like, trying to build a brand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm also an esthetician. It's like, ding, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm an esthetician. I can do that. Like, wait, hold on. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that, that aha moment. Like what if my opponents were my clients, you know? And mm-hmm. so dating back to when I had that feud with Mickey at MCW, the story behind that was I lost the belt and I lost my mind, like mm-hmm. along with it, you know? Yeah, so I can be life. delusional. I can be crazy. I can play that character. Yeah, the, the <laughs> they can't see us. They can't see us, but there is she used to walk around holding an invincible belt an and, invincible <laughs> and try to use it as and a it weapon. Was so it's so like, I can... out over the top, like right. you know, stuff like that. You if you're gonna go there, you gotta go all and the way. I love Mickey so much because you know, and I, I've always like looked up to her, and so to be able to work with her and pick her brain. Mm-hmm. and to be able to pitch an idea like that 
And for her to like, not only like entertain it, but take it serious and be like, yeah, no, that's great. And you, you can also do this. Like if you're going to take it here, like take it to like, don't just take it to a hundred, take it to a thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and you know, the point is like, I can tap into that like level of acting and just get to that level of like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what if this character, this, this esthetician had just a deeper layer. I'm all about layers. I'm all about backstories and mm-hmm. just like, and that's why I tell people, you know, you should not only just pull your inspiration from wrestling, but like there's like movies and TV, like even with uh, the whole evil queen thing, like I got that from Once Upon a Time, uh, Regina, that character. I'm going to say this, I'm, we're going to pull back to the, the uh, fourth wall a little bit. For yeah. those who do not know, um, uh, I, I, I'll say the special advisee of Amber <laughs> Rodriguez. I was trying to figure out something cool because, you know, Paul Heyman is <laughs> an advocate. And, I uh, saw that and I was reading something you said. It was like a special advisor. I was like, this dude. <laughs> yeah. So he's an advocate. So that's where I got it from. So yes. I was like, I'm the, the, you know, she's my, I'm the special advisor. Because <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, actually, I had a social media manager, right? But, but I also, I do, I do seek your advice on right. a lot. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's the cool part was that. Like the cool thing that we do a lot of times is we'll sit back and have like an hour long conversation, pitching ideas. And she'll tell me, go watch this or go research Plague Doctors. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll say, well, did you remember this match from 1992? Yeah. I'm like, wait, you wasn't born yet. So I, I did my history. So folks out there wondering, yeah, she's a historian, you know, so we'll always play off each other. And, and that's the cool thing. Like you said, you can get inspiration. But and and not only does this work with your in ring persona, but it also works in your business. You know what I mean? Because you could go back and see how other estheticians have worked and what they've mm-hmm. done is like, okay, well, how can I apply this? Like you said, with your sister, I almost said your cousin, your sister, mm-hmm. figuring yeah. out, oh, well, we can make a, a body scrub, we can make this, you know. Yeah, we can sell it. Like it took just basic like merch to mm-hmm. a whole nother level. Yep. especially with this whole thing of being an esthetician and the, the whole perfect like me thing going to be perfect like me buy <laughs> these products you know what i mean so it's it's a whole other level of marketing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so yeah and like you know everything that i have went through in my past prepared me for this moment because you know even from being you know uh the evil queen thing and you know the feud with mickey at mcw and the crazy thing like it's like okay this character can have that layer because it's not like a normal i won't say normal but just like your standard repackaged uh wrestler where it's like they went from like one gimmick to like now i'm this and it's like i'm still amber rodriguez she just got a job (laughs) 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 she got a job and not not only did she find another career path but she kind of lost her mind along the way Mm mm-hmm you know, and just took it a little too far, which what is too far? Well, so. it works too both ways because if you're the heel, it's obviously fun because you just insult them. But right. if you're the baby face, you can, you know, encourage and say, you know what, maybe you're acting like this because you need a consultation. <laughs> and it's it go it's like that honestly, either role, and it's it's that kind of 
it's like a blurred line mm-hmm. because if someone's delusional and they honestly believe that they're fixing you mm-hmm. they don't it's not like good or bad you know what yeah. i mean yeah it just is well see that's the thing about a heel you know is a heel always thinks they're doing the right thing that's what mm-hmm. a good heel is at the end of the day like million dollar man thought he was doing the right thing by giving people money even though they were humiliating themselves he thought oh, if i'm giving you money now you don't have to, you you can do xyz you know even taking inspiration from plague doctors you mm-hmm. know like people who believe they were curing the plague and they're not curing them they're killing them and they're mm-hmm. not even doctors you know what i mean so even that, you know, like I, I just, man, I just love just the creativity of this business. Like, I feel like more people should just tap into that because there's, and there's not a lot of characters anymore. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, I'm a performer, I'm a competitor. And it's like, well, if I, I'd go watch amateur wrestling or like MMA or something. They do a bunch of flips. <laughs> like you want to, you watch professional wrestling to escape reality. You watch it for Mm. the show like it's it's theater (laughs) like it's it's theater and it's it's a it's sports at the same time that's why sports entertainment you're watching sports you're being entertained on another level than you would from watching like football i want to take a quick minute to talk about mental health as you all know we are living in unprecedented times whether it's the racial pandemic or the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I wanna introduce you to Hope Again Counseling Services, where transformation begins. Hope Again provides help for children, adolescents, adults, family, and couples. So give them a call at 410-698-8442 or visit them on the web at yourhopeagain.com to book your appointment. If you are willing to believe you will begin to achieve and ultimately hope again counseling services can help you receive all that is meant for you you talked about working with moms and um you really like essentially helping mothers appreciate the temple that you said that was somebody's home what's been the highlight of your career as far as that? i know it's you know on a newer side of things and you have a long ways to go but what's been the highlight so far and that's the thing, like, you know, breaking the fourth wall a little bit, as you said, like, I'm very green as an esthetician. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very green. Um, I'm not too big to admit it. I'm always learning. I have some very great mentors um, that are just wonderful. Um, and without them, I would be nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm just, I'm very blessed to have gone to, uh, you know, the schools and the, you know, um, classes and the training that I've gone through. Um, I've had some very good training because there's some, some horrible, horrible classes out there that no one should spend a dime on that people like overcharge and they come out and it's just horrible. So, Mm um, to answer your question, you know, it's, it's a lot and especially being green and I, I compare everything to wrestling, right? So, having that client that doesn't know this is only my third body contouring session 
I've done a lot since then, by the way. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that client that doesn't know you're number three or even shoot, even number one. And you got to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And like, if God forbid, you know, something goes wrong or whatever, you got to keep it cool because you're a professional, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like being green and having those first, I'll say like those first hundred matches where you're just like, you know what I mean? Like you're in there and you got to hold your own because there's people relying on you to carry your own weight. You know what I mean? There's people just like there's people in the crowd that paid to see you or paid to see the show in general. There's people that paid for services from you and you have to deliver. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of pressure. And so when everything comes out, all right, again, like wrestling, when you're freaking out about this match and you get to the back and everybody's like, good job, brother. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, you know, the same thing when you're finished with that client and they're looking good and they're snatched and they're living their best life you know, mm-hmm. or their, you know, their skin is glowing and everything and they finish and they're just thanking you and everything's good. It's like, whew, it's like that relief, you know? <laughs> yep. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, it, I, I love everything about it. No, that takes me time. Like when it goes back when the first time I shot, um, the first wedding I shot where I was leading and I had did this some under like my friends companies, but when I shot my first wedding, it was a good friend of mine from around the way. And he had had to convince his wife, like, nah, my boy can shoot. And of course, she's like, so you're you, you a photographer. Let me see your camera. And I guess she thought because, you know, we was out. It was during the day we was all eating, you know, burgers and drinking. She thought I was just one of these people in the hood that just took pictures with an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I did the presentation, it was like, wow. And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all the first wedding that I'm leading, but because of that, y'all gonna get an extreme like you ain't gonna find a cheaper price than right. what I'm gonna give you because like, you give me this opportunity. Yeah, you gotta take a chance on people. Like mm. you gotta take a chance on people. People that are mm. worth it. You know what I mean? People yeah. that are like, because there's people that are new and don't know what they're doing, and then there's people that are new and don't know what they're doing, but they're willing to learn and they're passionate and they're humble. You yep. know what I mean? They're like then they want you to take a chance on them if that makes sense and okay so i'm gonna tell you a story so like <laughs> i think it's like uh i was i was so new at waxing and i, I had a lady and mm-hmm. she was being waxed and like i'm gonna say this as clean as i can but like she was being waxed and um there it, i don't know if it was just like this brand of wax that to this day i will not touch because of this it, it was very like the texture was very gummy mm-hmm. and like a, it was like almost like elastic. Like it was just very gummy and it just was not a good hard wax, like hard wax. You want to lay it on there. You want to rip it off and like they may cry a little bit, but it's fine. Cause it's all coming off. Yeah. And like this wax is just, it was very, very gummy. It's like, so you pull stay it, in there. yeah, it, it's just like a, like, it's like gum, you know? Yeah. And, um, so yeah and it's like it's not getting up everything it needs to get up because it's like freaking silly putty and oh, so man. yeah and so like this like i'm still new and this is one of my first clients and i'm like oh so like i'm pulling this wax and it's just not it's not doing what it's supposed to do and um i was so nervous about calling the the head the head girl up in there because i'm like man i just 
it's not that I don't want to ask for help, but I just don't want to go running to the boss every time some any mm-hmm. little thing goes wrong. So I put more wax on her. And oh. I'm like, and maybe if I just let it sit a little longer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It'll harden up more and then I can just rip it all off and it'll do what it's supposed to do. So I put more wax on her and I wait, I wait a good little bit, pull it up. It's like putty still. And it's just more, it's just mm. more. And I'm like, now I'm trying not to cry. So mm. like, it's just more. And I, I, I felt so bad. And um, so Where'd then you finally, make the tank? <laughs> <laughs> this way you got to make a hot tank. Like, yo, so I'm like, and I'm pulling it and it's just like runny and it's just gross. And it's pink. It's hot pink. <laughs> so I, I went and I pulled the, the you know, the headlight. I made the tag. And um, <laughs> so she comes in and she's like, Oh, you just need to put more wax on there and let it sit. And I'm like, I just did that. And so, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I guess she just had magic hands because she <laughs> did that. And like for her, it just it just came up. So yeah, I say all that to say. <laughs> so how did the client react? So okay, with her, she was uh is a waxing, waxing hurts. Um right. <laughs> and like that's the weird thing because like even with the ripping it wasn't getting like all the hair that it should have gotten Mm -hmm. she was uh complaining about at first she was complaining about the heat that was another thing like client complaints when you're new it's like you don't know how to take it in and decipher decipher it as like okay this person's just being a baby or this like no this is really wrong and i need to fix this like does that make sense Mm mm-hmm and um, so, yeah, it's like kind of hard to filter through that. So everything, you just take it to heart. You know what I mean? So first she was complaining about the wax being too hot and it was not too hot. Like, you know, I did the little test, like, you know, you test wax, like you test a, a baby's bottle, like on the, yeah. the fine part oh, of your yeah. skin mm-hmm. and like, it's fine. But if it's like cold, like it's not going to get any hair up. So that was a whole nother issue. Um, so, yeah, she's complaining about that. And then, like, you know, the fact that it kept having to come up, <laughs> like, obviously, that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. But she was she was patient. Like, and that was another thing, like, you know, about the the head lady there. She was very transparent. Like, hey, this is our, our trainee. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and it would be up to them if they wanted me to work with them or not. Right, right. So, but, um, you know, they a lot of a lot of women and uh, we had a couple of guys. Um, but a lot of women were very, you know, receptive, like, Hey, you gotta learn, you gotta work with somebody someday, you know? So I had a lot of good Guinea pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, at that time, that was one of the first, uh, clients that I was able to take without her being in the room. Like that was like, you know what I mean? One of the first ones where I was able to like leave the nest and yeah, that happened. So, oof. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To this day, I don't, I don't get that wax. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's the thing, right? Every experience is the best teacher. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> it's like the other day I was trying to edit a podcast and I was trying to use a different program. And I was like, I had got the, you know, the virtual training and I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm finally about to use the program that they want me to use versus the one I've been using. Yeah. And I had like hit one wrong button, couldn't figure it out. 
mind you, I'm on deadline. I'm like, shoot, I got to get this out. So, and you remember what I told you Tuesday, I was like, everything that could have went wrong that day went wrong. So when you had the bell has to ring, (laughs) you know, and and that was the thing, you know, uh, which fast forward literally two days later, turn around, boom, I got it, got it situated. But like you say, experience is the best teacher. The bell has to ring, you know, um, it's funny how we've used like a lot of wrestling references. If you remember (laughs) in January, 2020 at the after show dinner, yeah. That whole car ride, it was the same thing. All, all of these wrestling references, and, and, and the the other people in the car are sitting there like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh man! But but um, you know, a couple more uh, things before we get out of here. You know, so you you come back now. How this is the question, and it's finally come back to me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Were you nervous <laughs> being the mad esthetician in the ring? Because yes, essentially you have to nail this mm-hmm. because this is your livelihood now. Yes. And so you gotta, you go in there, you gotta nail it. You know what I mean? Because everybody can't be Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's really a wine drinker <laughs> with maybe a couple <laughs> IPAs versus the beer swelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, and, and like I said, it's not like you're Duke the Dumpster Drossy or Isaac Yanker where he said, you know, you got Vincent Man say, oh, Amber, I want you to be a mad esthetician. So go home and do all your research on estheticians. Right. You but know. honestly, not to cut you off, but I get what no, you're saying. Is, so like, yeah. Um, that's the beauty in it also, because mm. studying for this character or gimmick it's just mm-hmm. me doing my homework. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just me going to class. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's there already. Like, you know, and I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm learning how to program a computer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's something I, I'm actually interested in. And, you know, but at the same time, I have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Even in my promos, I can't, uh, or I feel that I can't, say something that's like unrealistic or not true. Like all of the facts I give, even the, the promo I did on Sophia Castillo mm-hmm. and her rhinoplasty, you know, estheticians perform non-invasive rhinoplasties using a hyaluron pen. And so, you know, I was very careful of the information I gave out to where it's not incorrect information. Like stuff like that means a lot to me, like, mm-hmm. because I'm speaking about things that I actually do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to come off and be very credible, if that makes sense. No, yeah, perfect sense. Have you had a fan yet come up to you to schedule a consultation? Yes. yes. Even better. <laughs> I <laughs> have my business cards and my pamphlets at my merch table. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and that's- a lot of people, that's another thing. They don't realize, a lot of fans don't realize until they get to my merch table and they see like my banner and like my... Uh, you know, the Ashwinay skincare products and everything. And they're like, mm. oh, you're really like, you know what I mean? Like, because they think pay it's attention to your social media. One at one a <laughs> one Amber Rodriguez or Ashwinay yeah. Beauty LLC. They'll see that. Yes, it's real. Damn it. Yeah. Like, it's not just some <laughs> crap that I came up with. Like, it, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, You know, it's it's 
to see to really go back and you know briefly because <laughs> believe me it was brief uh everything you've done in the past 10 years has just been like wow when yeah. would you say you broke through the glass ceiling i'm gonna say the second time because you know we yeah. talked about doing your first run how you had um you know you was the MCW Women's Champion. You're in the ring with Lita, in the ring with Mickey James. So, boom, you broke through the glass ceiling there. Then you hit the reset button, and then you come back. Um, what would you say you hit broke through the glass ceiling in life or in wrestling or in your business? Any of those choices. But when would you say, and that means you know that you was living in your purpose and doing exactly what you're supposed to do, and you were good at it. I feel like I broke through my own glass ceiling the first time. And mm -hmm. like you said, working with so many legends and so many names and, you know, things that I never thought that I would actually do. Like I fantasized about it. I thought about it. But when I had those somebody pinch me moments and I'm staring across from a WWE Hall of Famer that I used to emulate when I was a kid, like, you know, like that was breaking through my glass ceiling. And it was a check off the box, but breaking off the glass ceiling was when I came back and I decided I'm not just doing this for me. You know what I mean? I want to uplift and inspire. And it's so much more than just wrestling to me now. Like before it was like, oh, I'm happy to be here. This is cool. I've always wanted to do this. And now it's like, I'm doing this because mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, does that make sense? It's like yep. now I have, you know, I always say I got a, a little four-year-old to have a, I have an audience, I have a little audience watching me and watching everything I do. And so I'm doing it for her. I'm also doing it for, you know, like the other women that need to be uplifted. I'm doing it for my friends that work their asses off but don't really get noticed and so you know i use whatever platform i can you know to not only get there but reach back down and help somebody else you know what i mean which is a mentality i didn't have the first time around you know what i mean because like i said it was just like you know i'm happy to be here this is cool and like now it's it's so much more you know i i do this to inspire i do this to uplift i do this to encourage and um you know, breaking through that glass ceiling of this is my job outside of the ring. Let me bring it to the ring and intertwine the two. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. serve a greater purpose as far as just like having a profession to where I get to help others look in the mirror and smile. And then also performing an art that I can kind of put on a show that encourages and inspires others while at the same time it's you know emulating something that I actually do mm -hmm. so while at the same time I'm doing something that I just I love doing and I've always wanted to do so it's it's kind of like killing a lot of birds with one stone <laughs> if that makes sense you know what i mean and um so we'll take things full circle yeah your, your dad yeah you said he told you um 
you know, you ain't going to be able to wrestle forever. Find, you know, find your passion, find a backup plan. You tell him you're going to be an esthetician and then you bring it to the ring. What was his thoughts about that? You know, what was his thoughts about your return to the ring? And then, you know, the fact that now you come back with a better mindset than you uh, did when you left. He uh, and we had this conversation pretty recently. He said, this is all I've ever wanted for you. He's like, um, I'm trying not to get emotional. He's like reinforcing the fact that, you know, it's not that I didn't believe in you. Just as a parent, I want you to have that insurance literally and figuratively. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so as far as what I do in the ring now, you know, even he's like, it's genius. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's you know it's a way to just keep keep everything moving you know what I mean you're, you're keeping everything moving you're and then you know you worry about spreading yourself too thin with doing this over here and this over here and he's like you found a way to kind of combine it <laughs> yeah you know what I mean so it, it's it's keeping everything happy and like I said like killing killing two birds in one stone and, um, you know, I'm honestly, I'm still waiting to break that glass ceiling of like, you know, being signed somewhere and just like having these things going for me at the same time. And it's just like, I have multiple sources of just like, you know, um, not just multiple sources of income, but just multiple sources of like, you know, doing what I want to do, uh, just to help others yeah. if that makes sense absolutely but i feel like i'm definitely on my way to that me too um yeah. i love that know. this is audio and you can't see that i'm making my bed right now <laughs> <laughs> um you know like i said I've, I've told you this numerous occasions and i'll say it publicly you know i watch you go from a teenager to a woman um phenomenal mother somebody who will literally help anybody um i mean essentially you want everybody to be perfect like you trust you <laughs> you're a professional those are her, her taglines folks um you know and which everybody should be get a shirt you can get an amber rodriguez yeah. t-shirt one that says trust me i'm professional another one is just say amber rodriguez another one says amber in the mug too um, if you yes. go on her social medias, which is on this um, graphic, you'll see where there's links in the bios. But um, you've you've overcome so much, and it's stuff things we didn't touch on, um, which they can check out our wrestling for the culture episodes, and they can see there. But you know, we wanted to keep this on a, a positive. But you know, just to yeah. see how far you come, it's like wow, it's amazing. And it's never that I had any doubts because I knew when you told me in the round in 2019 that you was training and that you was, you know, in California, like I'm training. And it was like, oh, so I'm going to take my bookings. I knew like you're coming with a purpose because I knew how much you uh, value being a mother. So I knew you was going to come with a purpose. So I'm, I'm just proud, super proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, man. It, it means a lot because, you know, and it's, it's not even the beginning. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like when I decided to repackage myself, that was like a, a gear shift. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm coming back and wrestling again. This is cool. And it's like, I'm right here. And it's like, no, I'm going to do something that literally no one else is doing right now. And now I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it, it's only further up from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, well, let the people know where they can find you before we get out of here. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter at One Amber Rodriguez. They're both the same for your convenience. Um, I'm on Facebook at Amber Rodriguez, uh, my fan page. Um, please don't add my personal page unless it's for business reasons. Um, and YouTube at Amber Rodriguez. Awesome. Ladies. Also, Ashley oh, Renee right. Beauty Company. com. <laughs> 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 Get you some skincare products. <laughs> and that's Ashley Renee Beauty LLC on all socials. Right? Yes. Let me, yeah. You should <laughs> like know I, this, man. Because <laughs> we, we need to push another one. We, yeah, I should. <laughs> it's different when you posting content from it versus adding it all the time. <laughs> that's true. But you're right. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, she is the mad esthetician. She suggests that you be perfect like her. And at the end of the day, trust her because she's a professional. Amber, thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me on my show. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) There you go again. (laughs) Oh, it's always funny. Always fun times when we two get together. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that conversation we just had. Um, Very refreshing. It was very fun to go back. Um, Make sure you support her business Support black women in business You heard a drop earlier from my sister And her husband You also heard a drop from The one and only Miss Karen Diggs Who's a counselor So you know it's one of the things I like to do is elevate black businesses Especially with My friends and family So folks hope you enjoyed that Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms At Brian H. Waters Make sure you have hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, drop me a five-star rating. Till the next time, folks, make sure you do not let anyone set up a ceiling you can't break through. This podcast is produced by B Waters Productions, and the music is brought to you by Hypno Beats, which you can find on Instagram at hypno underscore beats with a Z.